Being in business is stressful when you're wearing all the hats and trying to figure out everything on your own. Does having someone to guide you and having access to your own team of designers, content creators and web support sound too good to be true? What if I told you it's available to you right now? Join me at samanthariley.global forward slash collective to join the Experts Collective and get the strategy and support you need to take your business to six figures this year. That's samanthariley.global forward slash collective. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Nikki. It's so wonderful to have you joining me today. Thank you. So excited to be here with you. Yeah, it's so good. How much do I love social media? We connected on a, oh gosh, do we connect on Clubhouse or on Instagram? Clubhouse. Clubhouse, that's right. We connected on Clubhouse a couple of weeks ago and took the conversation to Instagram, had a great, had a great chat. And I was like, I have to get you on the show. I love your topic. You're a speaker and an author. You're the host of the Obstacle Overcomer podcast. And today we're going to talk about a topic that absolutely 100% affects every single entrepreneur out there. But before we dive in, why don't you share a little bit about who you are and how you got here to what you're doing today? All right. Well, first of all, I'm Nikki Johnson. Again, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. I am, gosh, I'm so many things. I'm a housing commissioner. I'm a community advocate, leader and organizer in the areas of food insecurity and, and housing insecurity. I am a mother of two adult sons, one fur baby who is my joy. Gosh, what else am I? I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm also a part-time caterer. Uh, I do so many things. but <laughs> I'm multi-passionate. <laughs> right. I'm trying to think of all the hats that I wear. But I'm also a personal empowerment coach. My heart and my passion is to work with men and women to help them overcome obstacles, which most times are the mindsets mm-hmm. to help them to overcome a lot of things that they are still holding on to or dealing with in the present that actually happened back in their past. So I'm super passionate about those things. I'm passionate about feeding people, making sure people stay housed. I'm helping people that are without homes. So yeah, a lot of different parts. A lot of the hats. But as we all are, right, you know, we try and put ourselves in a box and we just, we don't fit in boxes, even if we think we do, because I don't know actually anyone that does. There probably are people out there that do, but, you know, there are so many facets to us and to what we do. And I'm a big believer of we are our business, but there is just so much that comes into that. And I think that feeds into a little bit of what we're going to talk about today, which is overcoming fear, because fear is such a huge part of being an entrepreneur because we are jumping off the cliff, metaphorically speaking, of course, every single day, like there's new things that we need to be doing, new ceilings that we need to be breaking through. Gosh, even you know, starting a business, we need to overcome some fear just to get going. 
This episode is made possible by Your Podcast Concierge. Editing your podcast can be time-consuming. Your Podcast Concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. What fears did you personally need to overcome to start your business? Oh, where do I start? How much time do we have? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We. I'm going to talk about the podcast uh, part, and then I'm going to go into being an author. Perfect. So I've been doing radio and podcasting from a long, long time ago. Do you remember Blog Talk Radio? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm from before Blog Talk Radio, back when it was still called Internet Radio, I believe. And being able to be behind the mic and just share and teach and share my story to power others was such a joy. But then there was always when I was by myself, I wasn't behind the mic, that conversation in my head. Who do you think you are? Who wants Mm. to hear you? Who even cares what you have to say? You're doing all of this and no one is listening. You're putting in all this work. Who's going to listen? Who's going to care? And so that was an inner battle that I had to deal with when I was off the mic. And sometimes when I was sitting right in front of the mic and I had to constantly overcome it. I don't know if if you can relate, but I was always overcoming that inner conversation. Mm. And then when outside circumstances would kind of help the conversation, like there wasn't enough money or Sometimes you have to decide to go get a nine to five while you're still building your dream or your business. And so you have those thoughts of I'm failing and Mm. everyone's going to everyone's going to see and laugh because they see you trying. You're the little engine that's trying, but you're the engine that's not going anywhere. So people are asking you, well, when are you going to give up? Have you thought about going to get a job? Have you thought about maybe working and then coming back to that later? And so those outside conversations are now. Uh, coming into agreement with those inside conversations. So it was always the overcoming of something. And then when it was time to write my book, I fought God for seven years because this book is about my life. It's about overcoming sexual abuse. It's about the physical and emotional abuse that I experienced growing up in my household and a few other things. And so I was like, if they really don't want to hear me on the radio, why are they going to read this in a book? And why would I put like that's personal? It's one thing to be on the mic talking in front of a group of people and telling your story. When you put it in a book, it can't mm. be disputed. It's right here. You said it. And for seven years, I ran from that. And it got to the point where literally God said these words to me. Do you want me to give the assignment to someone else? And it terrified wow. me. That there is so powerful. Yes. And it was December the 1st, 2014, when he said that to me. And the thought of someone else being given the opportunity to share their story to help the world and it being taken away from me because I was just too scared and didn't trust him or trust myself. I was like, no, I don't want you to give this assignment to someone else. So that day from December the 1st, to December 31st, I shut the world off. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't take phone calls. I didn't speak at any events. I didn't go sing. I didn't do anything. I wrote my book for 31 days. So by the time the clock struck 
midnight, New Year, the next day, I was done. And that showed me I could have put that energy into that over seven years ago, but Mm -hmm. I had to get over myself, over my fears, over the voices and the agreements that I didn't realize I made from way back on what someone may have said about me and spoke over my life. And I get over that, get over myself basically Mm. and get that book finished. And so when I finished the book and I released it, people were buying it as study guides. I was going to speak everywhere from schools to groups that were dealing with cancer, that were dealing with muscular dystrophy. Like I have myself, they were using it for women's groups in prisons. Like I realized I was keeping the world from being released like I had been released and I was selfish. Mm. How did I keep that from someone? And then the phone calls and the emails of people saying that book opened up a conversation that I finally had with my mother about my sexual abuse. And I found out that she was abused. And then I talked to my daughter and she told me that she had been abused. So that's three generations of women that never said anything to each other. And they all had gone through the cycle of sexual abuse that was opened because I wrote the book. So when you get over your fear, when you get over yourself, when you get over those conversations in your head, you have things inside of you locked up in those businesses that can set people free, that can loose people's chains, that could be the very thing that they've been needing to start their business or motivate them or whatever. So, you know, I just had to get over myself. And when I did, the sky became the limit. Actually, there was no limit anymore. Mm. I love this so much because there was so much in there. And I just want to touch back on a couple of the pieces that I really feel are so important to have in this conversation. And one of the first one is that idea of failure, of and I say our, like our personal idea of failure and the mm-hmm. shame that comes with that. But that failure is more of a, of a learning. And you were talking about, you know, potentially going back to a nine to five. And I think that in entrepreneurship, there's a lot of shame around this. And I haven't shared this story often. I have told it a few times, but when I sold my my first business, which I'd been in for 18 years, and it, it was through a divorce, so it wasn't a happy time. It wasn't it wasn't a great time to be celebrating. I was in a point where I knew that I had to go into my next business really quickly. And I knew that the fastest way to do that was to be able to have a team to help me because, you know, as entrepreneurs, as coaches, we can't do everything. Back then, back in 2010, the tech you know, it wasn't as easy as it is for me now. So I knew that I needed some help and I actually had to swallow my pride. And I went back and worked for my ex-husband in the business that I had started. And I did it for minimum wage. I know, right? At the (laughs) time, at the time, I was so ashamed of that because Mm -hmm. I, I felt like, you know what, I'm just taking the easy route. But now I'm so proud of that story because I did whatever it took and I knew that I needed to do that to be able to move my business forward more quickly. And I think it's a really powerful story to share because there isn't shame in that. There is actually courage in that to go back and work at minimum wage in a business that you had created that was multiple seven figures, like (laughs) there was some real stuff that I had to get over to do that. So, you know, I wanted to touch on that because it's actually courage. And sometimes what life gives us are opportunities to be able to to take that, you know, the the limits away that might feel like 
they are holding you back, but they're moving you forward. Is there a time that you can think of in your life, Nikki, where you had something like this come up for yourself? Are you ready for it? Hit me. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you I've been homeless twice as a mother. Mm -hmm. And there are other shameful things. But for me personally, there was nothing more shameful than not being able to provide a home and a square meal for my children. You talk about will kill and strip you of all pride, all honor and really have you second guessing yourself. Now, at the time, and this was right before like the market and everything crashed in 2008. Mm -hmm. I had a job. I was a preschool teacher. I was still babbling the Lord on writing my book, but there were other things that I was doing. I was doing a lot of speaking engagements and singing. I had two other ladies that I sang with that we were singing back, back up on CDs. We were doing so many things. It just still wasn't enough to make all of the ends meet because I was a single mother at Mm -hmm. the time, divorced and single. And And so out there trying, doing all of this, people in my city like knew me. I was always called to come and speak or minister, whatever. And then the day came that I could no longer scrape together money for rent. Mm -hmm. What do you do then? You're always out there encouraging and speaking empowerment to everyone else. You have no home. What do you do then? We're sleeping in our car. And I'm still going to church and I'm still doing the same things that I was doing. Not many people knew the situation. What do you do then? Who do you ask for help then? Who do you say, I know, yes, because you have to explain to people, but I thought you were, but whatever happened to, but I thought you were doing, yes, I'm doing all of that, but I'm still struggling. Mm. And then I don't know if everyone remembers, but 2008, 2009, was such a, it was financially a horrible time for many, many people that kind of made it a little bit easier because a lot of people were going through things, but it was still Mm -hmm. embarrassing and shameful because you don't want to give up on your dream. You don't want to give up on the thing that you've been trying so hard for, but you've got to make a few different decisions because of the situations that you're in. You had to go work for your ex-husband. I had to sleep in my truck for a while, sleep on a friend's floor for a little bit scrape up some money to get a hotel until the money would run out and go back to the truck. So it was a lot of that. And there were nights I would look up at the sky. We were in the truck. The boys would be in the back seat asleep, but I wouldn't go to sleep because I was too afraid that someone would bother us being in the vehicle. And I would look up at the sky and I would say, God, either you don't love me. I heard you wrong. This is not in your will for me to do or somewhere I've lost my mind. And I'm thinking, proceeding with this dream and doing this is more important than just getting a regular job. And that was something that I had to battle with for several years, getting back on my feet, finding a job, going to work, knowing where my passion was, where my heart was, where I was being called to, but I needed to pay the bills. We needed to eat. We needed to have a place to stay. And at the time we were staying in like this extended hotel. And I just knew that was not the end of us, that was not the dream. And I just kept working and kept pressing. It was embarrassing. I was doubting myself. I was doubting God. And there came a point where I walked away from it. I'm going to be honest. I gave up on all of it and I got a job. And it seemed like everywhere I went in that job, some stranger would say, God just told me to tell you 
that if you don't do so and so such and such, or if you close your mouth, this is going to happen. Or if you don't do da 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 da, that's going to happen. I was like, okay, you keep sending people to tell me to do these things, but and I had to to really stop getting with him so I could fully understand what he really wanted me to do. Fully understand that that was a part of my process. All of the struggle was a part of my process. The having a determination to keep going was a part of the process. And fast forward, because I know we don't have all day for just that. Now, when I am helping other people, when I'm coaching, when I'm speaking, I know those struggles that they're talking about. I know those feelings of I'm not good enough. I'm not going to make it. I know because I've been there. But if I had not have gone through those things, I can't help so many people out of those situations as well. Hmm. I love that story. And it's so awesome and inspiring to hear of people's stories and how they overcome them. So like huge, huge kudos to you for being able to to move out of that situation. We talk about starting a business and starting is the hardest step. I actually have a bit of a different take. I actually think that sometimes the first step is easier because we don't have the the feedback yet. It's like we've got the excitement, we've got a, whether it's a new business or a new project, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, we've got this idea, this is so exciting, and we go and it's actually, you know, a little bit down the track. Maybe it's a few weeks, maybe it's a few months when things start getting a little bit hard. It's, ah, oh, this isn't as easy as I thought it would be. I didn't, I'm not signing up clients as quickly as I thought it would be. What is your thoughts around, around that? And how can we move through those stages that really stop us in our tracks? Hmm. That's a really good question. Well, I like the way you started off the, the question. You said that the, the first step seems to be the easiest. If we could take that mindset, that I think would help us a lot and just know that you may come across some stumbling blocks, but it's okay, keep going. The, the thing that I would like to pose to you is what happens to the people who have tried a business before and it did fail? Mm. They tried a business before and they did have to, to file for bankruptcy. They tried a business and it caught on fire. So now it's when they're thinking about business number two, they are terrified Mm. because I did try and that first step wasn't easy. And then everything along the way was a struggle, struggle, struggle. So I just think, first of all, we have to not be so hard on ourselves, so condemning. Be honest with your fears. If you are afraid, say that you are. If you don't know what to do, say that you don't and constantly get help. We have this pride that is not okay. Like the pride you were talking about earlier, that's okay pride to me. The pride that's not okay is when you need help and you won't reach out for it. Yeah, you may not be able to afford coaches right away, but there are people in your church, there are people in your family, there are people in your neighborhood who probably have the resources and information that you need if you'll just open your mouth and say, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. This is my idea. Can you help me? Mm. And we live in a society now I mean, you and I met on Clubhouse. There are so many groups that you can join where they are giving free information constantly. You can ask gurus, actual gurus, what do I do about this? What app is going to be easiest for me here? Where can I go here for the resources? And they are giving away the game for free. So there's really no excuse except the one that we choose to stay locked 
to the story that we keep telling ourselves on replay that is keeping us from going forward because the resources are endless. Libraries are free. Internet is free. YouTube has a video on everything. So we don't have any excuse not to go forward except the ones that we accept because we don't want to go forward. Mm, you absolutely nailed one thing that that I talk about, and I love that you've said this, is that resourcefulness is the thing that's going to get us through. And there is unlimited resources. It's just that we need to go and find them or go and hunt for them. Yeah, they're not going to just land in our lap. So you talked Mm -hmm. a lot about getting help. What are some of your tips around sort of the criteria or understanding where to go and get help? Because if we go and get help, so if we go and get help in the wrong place, that can also feed our fears by giving us almost like, confirmation that we're, you know, doing the wrong thing or so forth. Mm -hmm. So how can we start to assess where to go or who to ask for help? All right. Well, you have to sit down and take an assessment of what you're trying to do. Where are the areas that you need help? And then begin to seek out the sources. But you have to do research. It's not just up to the sources to give you all the free information. You have to do your research. Is Sam Riley reliable? Look at the reviews. Look at other people's experiences with her. If you are trying someone that may be new or no one has ever heard of, you know that gut feeling. If your gut is telling you, "Mm, walk away from that, walk away. Don't be afraid to say, you know, I appreciate everything that you've done, but I think I'm going to look for someone else. Also, again, libraries are free. Mm. There's a book in the library on everything. There is a video on YouTube on literally everything. Mm. You know, take the time to sow into yourself by doing some research. Now, do not get in the place where you're always in preparation mode that you never um, implement anything because we'll do that too as a form of procrastination. We'll forever be researching and never doing anything. But, you know, set some time in your schedule. On this day, during this time period, I'm going to research these areas of my business and reach out for help. Again, there are amazing coaches like yourself. Um, I can't say enough about Clubhouse. Like it's boot camp in there for me. It's so much training going on. But you have a lot of things at your fingertips to reach out and try. You just have to do your part. But if your gut is telling you something's not right, if something does not align with your vision, if something does not align with your business or your principles, walk away and find something else. Just that simple. I love that you said put a time on your research because I have definitely seen a lot of people that will do the research forever. Or actually, I can't launch this thing because I need to do another course forever. Mm-hmm. So I love mm-hmm. that time frame. How much do you use accountability for yourself in your business? Oh, God, it's a daily thing for me. I call them personal heart checks. Oh, tell us more about that. Personal heart checks and self-inventory checks. The temptation to lower your morals, kind of go outside of your principles that you set. You know you want to do your business this way, but the temptation to do it that way because you can make more money quicker, you can get more customers and more business. That temptation is going to always be there. If you don't constantly check in with yourself, check your heart, do that self-inventory and know what you're building and why you're building it, what your foundation is, you're going to be tempted many, many days to do things that are nowhere in your business plan, your self-personal mission plan, whatever it is. 
especially when finances are a problem Mm. because you can do a lot of wrong things and make a lot of money. And then you're going to find yourself one day because you haven't been checking in. You haven't been checking your heart. You're going to find yourself. You've compromised for a dollar. And sometimes it's hard to get out of those contracts. So I would say constantly check in with yourself and check your motives at your own door. Am I doing this because this is what's right? Or am I doing this because I'm frustrated and I want some money? Another thing would be is for me, I have to pray. I have to pray and check in with God. I need him to lead me and guide me because Nikki can do some crazy stuff. She can have some crazy thoughts. She can think that she's right and be absolutely wrong. And doing that has kept me, oh, he has kept me from, from saying yes and signing in a lot of areas. And I could have a podcast that has probably millions of downloads right now if I did a different type of podcast using my voice in a different type of way. That's not who I am. That's not what I've been called to do. And that is not going to empower the people that need to be empowered. That's just going to fatten my pockets. And it's not worth it for me because I have to look at myself in the mirror every day. Mm, it's and interesting. I have two sons as well that are going to look at me and be like, really, mom? Yeah, that's right. It's interesting. I was chatting to someone yesterday and we were talking about how, you know, knowing what it is that. So I was chatting to someone yesterday and we were saying how, you know, it's really important to know our purpose, our legacy, what motivates us as people, knowing our values and what we want to be, you know, living and feeling and seeing and breathing every day. And she had been working with a client and working through this. And she was saying, she got caught off guard because her client just went, stop, stop. I don't understand why this has got any correlation to what it is that we're trying to do. And, and she was saying it was a moment that caught her off guard because we know how important it is. It's like knowing our values and what's important to us. It's our, I call it our North Star. I, I can't remember where I heard that from originally, but, you know, it's, it's our guiding principles. And if we don't know those things, it's very easy to, make the wrong decisions, let fear get in the way and make a decision that isn't really what we want. You know, we let our logic, you talked about intuition, we can let our logic get in the way and make a decision that we really know deep inside is the wrong decision for us to be making. So it is really important to come in and do those checks. I think that's a fabulous piece of advice. Thank you. So once you know, when we're in our day-to-day, we've got our accountability, we know what it is we're doing. What is one of the things, because I'll have this and, and I'll share what I do, but I'd love to hear from you that, you know, fear drops in and you're like, oh, I can't do that. And you know, you have to, and you know, it's that instant second. What do you have that's tied into your way of doing things that helps you to make that next step forward? Mm. So I have muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. And I have been using an electric wheelchair since the year 2000. There are opportunities on a daily basis for me to have to overcome fear. One of the biggest things that keeps me going, like I found my why in my why, we find our whys and our whys in those moments when you're saying, why me? Why mm-hmm. am I going through this? Why has this always happened to me? It's in those seasons that you're going through those things that you develop your whys and Knowing that people look at the chair and they think one thing until they actually 
hear me open my mouth or they actually meet me. That's one of my greatest joys because I'm a living contradiction and I want you to be a living contradiction. Whatever has come against you or trying to take you down mentally, emotionally, financially, whatever it is, you can be the contradiction to whatever it's saying that you can't do and that you are not and telling you who you are and who you're not. You can be the contradiction to that. So that's one of my whys is I love being a living contradiction. Another thing is I love motivating people. If you can see me in that chair, but you see me smiling, dressed nice, living my life, doing all these amazing things that I'm doing, then you have to ask yourself, well, what is my excuse? I have no, what am I complaining about? You're walking on two legs. I'm in the chair. What are you complaining about? And then the third thing would be is as every time I overcome something, I have more things to empower someone else with. And those are the things that I hold on to when it's the hardest, when life is the roughest, when my body is in the most pain, or I feel like this is one of my weakest days ever. And so I would say maybe your whys will be what gets you through whatever those hard places are. And if you don't have a why, but you're in a hard place, start asking, okay, I'm in this place. So there must be something that I need to learn. There is something about this time or this season that I'm going to use in the future, or maybe I can help someone else. Whatever your situation, if you find someone in a situation similar to it, but maybe even worse, try helping them for a little bit and see what it does inside of you. You may find that, oh my God, I think I'm finding my purpose. You may find that it brings you joy. It brings you out of depression. It gives you more ideas for your business. It enlightens you on how you can enhance your business or things that you can add that will help others. So, you know, whatever is going on in life, there's always a why that you can find and a reason that you can find to keep going. Now, you can always find an excuse too, mm-hmm. but be the contradiction to that excuse and find a reason. Yeah, it's so important to know your why. I I can't. I think maybe it was about 2018. I did a bit of a feng shui on my office and on my desk. And one of the things that actually back in 2018, I was realizing that I was holding myself back sometimes from simple things like sending a message or picking up the phone and chatting to someone that I needed to. You know, those little things that we need to be doing in our business every single day. And what I did was went to that why that you're talking about, what's important to me. And this is the importance of getting really clear on what is for you because I've right. read so many people say you shouldn't do things for other people. You should do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, shoulds are an interesting thing, right? Because, you know, like Tony Robbins says, you could should, you know, you shouldn't should all over yourself. And what I realized is that for me, that didn't sit true. And on mm-hmm. my desk, I have, I have two pictures and they sit just right here on the right-hand side of me. And I can look at these pictures all day, every day. One picture of me and my husband and the other picture of my three children. And mm-hmm. they are the four people, my husband and my three children, they are the four people that, that champion me more than anyone else on the planet. And they mean so much to me. So when I yeah. don't want to do something, I look at them and say, I don't want to let them down. I want Mm -hmm. them to be proud of me. And that has been Mm -hmm. a huge, huge change for me to actually realize what's important to me and not think and not really listen to to what we should do. So I really, really love that you're talking about the why. I'm really passionate about people getting clear on their why. And don't worry about what other people think because it's not, it's not about other people to 
you know, give you their impression of what your why should be because you are right. you are a, a unique being and you know what's really important to you. So tap into that. Absolutely. And if everybody had the same why because they had the same mission, the world would be mm. kind of chaotic and, and boring. Weird. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, chaotic and boring and weird and there's still a whole, it just wouldn't make sense. And that's one thing that I've had an issue with. As you said, there's so many voices sometimes out there and they're all saying the same thing. You must do it this way. But I wasn't born to be in a box. Mm. I wasn't. And the things that he's having me to do are so not in a box. Again, I am a living contradiction. If you're a contradiction to everything, you're not in a box. And so what works for you doesn't work for me. You may be extremely successful in your business, but your purpose for your business is not the same as mine. Mm. It's my why that I do it and my why that I continue to do it. And so like you have the pictures of your family that you look at for every different section of my life where I'm doing something different, I have a different why. As mm-hmm. a housing commissioner, as a community advocate, it's the people that are without homes and those that don't know if they're going to be able to pay their rent and eat. They are my whys. Mm-hmm. As an author, it's the people that are trying to figure out how to get over sexual abuse, how to get over being told that you're never going to be SHIT, that you're worthless. They're my whys. For other things, it's my sons. For something else, it may be my mother. So we're... Get your inspiration where you need to get it. Do what you need to do. Do what you're called to do. But stop trying to live in someone else's box. That's probably why a lot of people have not moved forward yet. Hmm. You're so busy trying to do what everyone is telling you to do. And it doesn't feel right for you. And it doesn't fit you. But you're trying to fit your peg self in someone's octagon shape. That's not what you're meant to be. Get within yourself. Pray if you believe in God. Do whatever you need to do. Meditate. Find out what you need to be doing. What's going to work for you? What is your why? And figure that out and stop trying to be like everybody else. That's why you haven't moved yet. Because it doesn't fit you. Love it so much, Nikki. I love it so much. So we can find you over at the Obstacle Overcomer podcast. Tell us a little bit about your book. All right. So my book is Process While Waiting on the Promise, Lessons Learned on the Journey Back to Me. The process part is, first of all, there are some promises that God made to me that I'm going to have and obtain. But there was a lot of processing he had to do in me because I went through so many things just as a child, a lot of childhood trauma. I was sexually abused from a very young age up until about the age of 12. There was so much unforgiveness and bitterness and hurt in me. And I was making life decisions based on those things. Mm. They were some horrible life decisions. And so God was taking me through the process of healing of understanding, of forgiveness, of learning to let go, of learning to help others through what I was going through, of learning that I was good enough, that I am loved, that I'm worthy. And so I talk about those things and so much more in the book because I want other people to be set free and not be holding on to bitterness and release forgiveness unto those that need you to forgive them. Not because they're asking, but because you're still being controlled by that situation they moved on or probably died, but you're still being controlled by those situations. So I took those lessons and I put them in that book. I released it back in 2015 and my life absolutely changed after that. Congratulations. And I 
Congratulations. That's so awesome. So we can, all of the links for the book and the podcast and how you can connect with Nikki are all in the show notes as per usual over at smetthereilly.global forward slash podcast. But Nikki, what is one thing that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Ooh, one thing. I would like to say this. Ask yourself if you have made any agreements from something that happened in your past that you need to either let go of, cancel, or kill. Someone may have said something to you like you're never going to be anything, you're worthless, you're ugly, you're fat, you're whatever, and you agreed with it. And you've been making life decisions based on that agreement. You've been believing that you're worthless, believing that you're nothing, you're never going to be successful. And so you've been stuck for years. I challenge you to discover what those agreements may be and cancel them. Every word curse ever spoken over you that you spoke to yourself or that you've agreed with, I pray today that you will discover what they are and that you not only stop agreeing with them, but that you let them go and counsel them and be the great you that you are created to be. Those obstacles don't have to keep being barriers for you. Allow them to be stepping stones and start helping other people. Start that business. Go start that ministry. Go start feeding the people you've been wanting to feed, whatever it is. Just get yourself out of that. Let go of that agreement and go be the great you that you were created to be. Nikki, thank Try you so much. Real quick. <laughs> no, it was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your thought. Thank you for being you and thank you for coming and sharing your light today. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me today. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors, and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast.